Peacock Mock 2.0, the final mock before the 2022 NFL Draft. Two rounds with trades. Let's have some fun here projecting this NFL Draft coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. I know you will have questions post-draft, so hit us on those Twitter handles, and we'll get into a post-draft Twitter probably Thursday next week after we really unload everything and unload our minds on, on what happened over draft weekend, which promises to be an amazing affair. Thanks, everybody, by the way, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Speaking of... Just insane affairs, Matt. We've got one today. This is my final yeah. mock draft of the season. It is a two-rounder with trades. We've got a handful of trades Woo-hoo. in this one. No time to waste. Two-round mock draft. Number one overall, 1.1. I'm sticking with it. Trayvon Walker, edge rusher from Georgia to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and this is a Trent Balky traits pick. And I'm getting the feeling it's either Equanu or Walker here and not Hutchinson for the Jaguars. That's what people are talking about. And the more folks that put Walker in there that are plugged in, the better I feel about uh, everything that goes into this pick with the Jaguars selecting the upside in Trayvon Walker. And and a nice puzzle piece there for that Jaguars defense that you could move around in a very different edge rusher than Josh Allen on the other side. Not going to fight you at all on that. I mean, I... Again, it's liar season. The only thing I'm hearing in Hutchinson favor is the owner wants to do Hutchinson, but the um, the coach wants to know Lyman. The guy that's in charge, though, Balky, wants Walker. My concern for the Jags is, though, they've missed on so many high picks. He could bust. Like, I don't think you know Hutchinson, Ekwanu, Neal could bust. Ooh, I think I would say uh, Neal – there's there's been some talk about Neil, which is a classic Alabama thing that he's really banged up, played a lot of football at Alabama. Mm, yeah. And some of those guys come out and, and I think there's some medical with Evan Neal, which means maybe he slides a, a hair. Does that affect his career in the NFL? He would seem pretty safe otherwise. Um, Ekwanu, I worry about it. Practices at Bama are a little tougher than practices yes. at NC State. Yes, you know? yes. Um, Ekwanu just, you know. It, the one knock on him is a pass blocker. He can draft an offensive tackle in the top five where he's not elite at pass blocking. That does worry me a little bit. So I think there is somewhat of a bust factor there. And maybe you can't manhandle guys in the NFL level like you did at college at North Carolina State. Yeah. So um, there, there's just slight bust factors there. I think Walker's bust factor is just sack totals. Not so much because right, right. He, he'll be a player because he's too athletic and you can move him around. He could become a 290 defensive tackle. You know, uh, he's really good run defender. So he's Great not going to be defender, not yeah. valuable to a team. He just might not collect as many sacks as Aiden Hutchinson. Agreed, agreed. All right, we do have to hustle. I apologize. Here we go. I'm going to go through groups here. Uh, Pick two, Aiden Hutchinson, really easy. I'm going Ekwanu, hearing more and more that that's the selection for the Houston Texans, potentially at number three overall. Ahmad Sauce Gardner at four to the New York Jets. Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama to the Giants, can play right tackle, could eventually play just about anywhere on that offensive line, and similar to Ekwanu, can start somewhere where he's not going to finish, and Ekwanu can be that left tackle for the Texans after they move on eventually with... uh, 
with uh, uh, Larry Tunsil over there at, at left tackle right, right. with the Houston Texans. So I like all of those fits there. And Sauce Gardner is actually Absolutely. one of the safest players in this. I mean, just like every single box you can check, he is checked at number four. So I'm going Sauce over Kayvon Thibodeau. And I had a, I, I had a last-minute change. I was going to go Thibodeau at four for the Jets, but I decided, you know, there's other pass rushers. You can't get a corner like this later if you're the New York Jets. I think that's what they would do as well. Yeah. Uh, here's where I had a crossroads, Matt, at number six. And you talk about number one. It might be one, the GM wants one thing, the coach wants another, and the owner wants something else. And I think that could be the case with the Carolina Panthers. And in the end, I think the quarterbacks are going to fall. That's finally where I've landed because that's I just what my brain tells me, and I can't do quarterback here. Look, if quarterback was going to go high, he would have gone number two. And if, if you get past two, you're going to slide a little bit if you're the quarterbacks. That's the way I feel about it. And Charles Cross is just too good. Plug him in at left tackle. They haven't had uh, a tackle uh, starting for back-to-back seasons in Carolina since Jordan Gross. So fix that. Charles Cross, the best pass-blocking tackle in this class. I think that's the right move. Um, I think it'd be a little easier if it were Neal sitting there at six. But Cross is fine for me. Pure left tackle. Yep, move on. I think that's the way it goes. And if you're the Panthers, they would probably love to trade out. I wonder if they could do that, move back, then draft a tackle, and then still maybe attack Kenny Pickett later and move around or something like that. Maybe a quarterback maybe. falls to them in the second round, but I think eventually maybe you have to go find a veteran and, and trade one of those day two picks from next year to get that done. Mayfield then or Garoppolo, and yep. then you're off and running if you're the Panthers. That, that's the path. That's the plan. That's what makes sense to me. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe that they're smart guys and they do the same thing. Yep. Uh, this top eight in general is kind of chalky and makes a lot of sense to me. Yes, you know? and it's yeah. really not much different. In fact, the top five is exactly the same top five I had in my first mock draft a month ago. Mm, so. Okay, um, Derek's or the top yeah top five. I had quarterback at six. Derek Stingley I still had at seven before. I can't see Derek Stingley falling past this point uh, at the New York Giants. The, the new defensive coordinator there is Don Martindale. You know what he likes to do? Play a whole bunch of man coverage <laughs> blitz. And yeah, yeah so. They go tackle and they go corner there, and they went. Tackle. I'm glad you mentioned that about Martindale because we have. I don't think we've said that on this airwaves yet. His style of defense is corners more important than edge pass rushers, and yeah. everybody puts an edge there. That's not what Wink wants. Absolutely, and there's opportunities for other positions, safeties and edge rushers later for them. But again, mm-hmm. sort of like the Jets, it's like okay, get one of these top two guys, just slam dunk man zone whatever you're playing these guys are stud corners go get those guys early 100 yeah i love it atlanta falcons sit here and have a ton of needs they just go best player available i think maybe because of some recent events that happened there on their roster with certain players maybe the personality of Kayvon thibodeau isn't for the falcons but just the the value here i can't see thibodeau getting further than eight and i almost put him at four and he could go in any of these spots he could go one two or three it might go edge 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 to start this draft but i went with Kayvon thibodeau here uh the falcons just go best player available not going to fight you. I think it's early for a receiver. I think receivers are bigger need, but boy, oh, yeah. I mean, needs are not hard to find on this team. Oh. I think he has the best get off of anyone in this class, and I like that in a dome. Yeah, and like, what is Garrett Wilson or Jameson Williams going to do for the Falcons? They're still going to be awful. Like, you're still going to have a bad right. receiver group, and so you know, um, and receivers are deep. Edge rushers are pretty deep too, but someone like Kayvon Thibodeau, if he hits, is much more of a difference maker for the Falcons in the long run. I like it. I like it. Here's where I maybe I'm trying to get too deep into the Seahawks 
heads here. But I'm going Trevor Penning, and this is my pick again from last month. I didn't change it. Trevor Penning, I just feel like it's a need fit, and it's just the style of player. I went back and watched more Trevor Penning, and he's not a slam dunk top 10 guy or anything like that, but the first three tackles are off the board. I think he's clearly tackle number four. He showed all of the height, weight, speed you want at the combine. Nasty guy. I just think Pete Carroll's going to love Trevor Penning, the way he finishes, and worry about cleaning up the, uh, the rough edges at practice. I wouldn't, but I I wouldn't make this pick if Cross and Penning were available. But I still think Seattle would take Penning over Cross. You know, to your point, he just screams Pete Carroll, Marshawn Lynch, you know, run the ball, you know. And the Seahawks always surprise us. So that's sort of the, right. the surprise pick for the Seahawks. I have a couple more as we get to round two because the Seahawks have back-to-back picks in round two. Um, and, it, yeah, for the Seahawks, it's like this is maybe the only team – one of the only teams out of 32 that you would take pinning over cross. Cross has already gone anyway, so that makes it easier. Right, right. Similar to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe 31 teams take Aiden Hutchinson. The Jaguars are the only one that take, uh, you know, Trayvon Walker. Yeah, I agree. I just think for them, Penning's their guy. Okay, next, we're going to get our here. Let's finish up the top 10. This is the New York Jets' second selection. No Debo Samuel trade. I'm projecting that Debo stays, but that percentage is getting a little higher that he could be traded. It would take a massive haul, and this pick would have to be heading to the 49ers. Would they take a receiver as well? I do have the first receiver coming off the board here in Garrett Wilson. Just the cleanest prospect. I like Williamson better, but the ACL, you're trying to get better right now. You need a guy who can get open on every level, inside, outside. So good tracking the ball, so good running routes. Just, you know, pretty clean and, and safer than Jameson Williams because of the injury. So let's give uh, let's give your young quarterback a player he can throw to from week one. Yeah, and even before that, minicamp, yes. training camp, you know, exactly, yeah. All right, pick 11 through 64 coming up in the final mock draft, the Peacock Mock 2.0, a two-rounder. We'll finish that up next. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring and helped millions of moms receive a gift they will remember forever. So this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use Locked On, that's code Locked On, plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks again for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Don't forget to check into the Locked On NFL YouTube channel broadcasting live throughout the entire draft weekend and the Peacock and Williamson NFL show post-draft will be showing up on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel as well. So you are going to want to subscribe to that one right now. Okay, Matt. Pick a, and by the way, there are trades in this mock draft, and there are trade wins a blow and going. Kyle Hamilton, kind of chalky here to the Washington Commanders at pick number eleven. They could go a lot of ways. It's just you know, at some point, Kyle Hamilton doesn't does have to fly off the board. I do not think it's going to be in the top ten though. I think this is where he lands. 
And the first trade of this mock draft, and I talked about it in our mailbag earlier this week, that... Uh, this is a good fit. Pick, well thought out, by the pick way. Pick 12. Oh, thank you very much. I, I, I try to make sense of these trades. And th- this is a real hinge point in the draft because once Stingley and Gardner are both off the board, and, you know, maybe even Kyle Hamilton could be a fit. I, I think the secondary is really where the Minnesota Vikings need to attack. I think the Vikings are a team that would be willing to move back the way the board has fallen in all of my mock drafts and every time I go through this thing. And sure, they'll be a good player for them to draft if they want. But It's a little you, rich for McDuffie, though. Right, and McDuffie yeah. might be the guy they like. You could get him, or I like a lot of other corners in this class. I like another, a lot of other positions, uh, you know, safeties. I like a lot of other um, mm-hmm. hybrid players. There, there's a ton of value later in this draft, and for the team that's moving out in the Vikings, you try to uh, add value. And how about this, though? We've already seen the Philadelphia Eagles add a pick next year because maybe they're looking at a future quarterback. The Vikings are locked in for another year with Kirk Cousins. But next year... With a new regime, you want that extra bit of weaponry, right, to maybe go get a quarterback next year if you were the Minnesota Vikings. So that's what I have the Vikings doing here. And look, this is an aggressive move by the Kansas City Chiefs coming all the way up from 29 to pick 12. They're going to give up that future first-round pick, and they're going to draft Jamison Williams, and I just love the fit. The whole time it's like, look, the Chiefs have to try to be finding a way to get Jamison Williams and it's a lot, and you're going to spend a lot of that value. You just got back in trading your superstar receiver in Hill, but if there's anybody who could replace some of the breakaway big playability, it's Jamison Williams, and look, he'll be healthy. They're, they're saying he's ahead of schedule. He'll be healthy by October. Look, I don't know about that, but if he's healthy in December and January, can at least be a package weapon for you in the playoffs in year one. Just his ability to, to run those deep crossers and, you know, house the short stuff. Just uh, yeah, with no. with the Chiefs, it's just too perfect of a fit. So going for it, Brett Veach and, and the Chiefs are aggressive going and getting their guy at number 12. And they have more picks than they can make. So they need to trade up almost in a way or trade yes. some of these picks away. This is an obvious fit. And what I love about it too is while they're waiting for him to heal, I think they can still compete in this league. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, they, they'll they've be got right. some receivers yeah. that they can start, and, and they're going to be fine there, and they've got a top three, but he would be the guy that's scary in that offense. And the Chiefs are sitting there thinking, well, I don't want him to go 17 to the Chargers, right? And right. you start looking at how far you're going to go up, and it's like, look, we could give up either 29 and 30 this year, but I think the Vikings, because of that quarterback situation, looking ahead to next year, they go with the future pick, and the Chiefs still have a ton of picks this year can still have that uh, pick at 30 to make to help their roster currently from uh, week one that is not an injured player there. Makes a ton of sense from both sides. Houston Texans going Jermaine Johnson, just best player available. Let's get an edge in that defense. You know, Lovey Smith loves him some pass rushers uh, at number 13. 14 is Jordan slam dunk Davis. There. Yeah, and, and another one here I like a lot is Jordan Davis. He was in this yep. spot last time for me with the Baltimore Ravens at 14, the big defensive tackle. And we have trade number two. This is, Matt, your Pittsburgh Steelers going up to get the first quarterback in this mock draft. And I know you talked about, I don't think the Steelers want to give up a future first. I don't think the Steelers want to give up their first and second round pick this year to go up and get a quarterback. Well, you know what, Matt? They didn't. And they gave up, in my world here, and again, this is the Philadelphia Eagles. We know what they're trying to do. They add a future Absolutely. second pick from the Steelers, and then there's like a little swap of third and fourths here with uh, with the Eagles. So essentially the Steelers would give up a third this year, 
a second next year, but they would get back like a fourth from Philly this year, so they would feel better about having the, the same yeah, number yeah. of picks, right? And they go up from 20 to 15 to get in front of the Saints to draft Malik Willis, the quarterback, from Liberty. From Liberty, Keep their second rounder this year and keep their first rounder next year. The Eagles move back a handful of spots. They add a second round pick next year to go with their extra first round pick to go attack the quarterback need if that's indeed what they end up needing to do next year. I love all the Eagles movement. I'm going to start from the Eagles side of things. If Jermaine Johnson was there, I think they would have run that to the podium, but I don't see an obvious fit for the Eagles. So move down five spots, grab even more capital, more cards in your hand. Um, Personally, I'm kind of just keeping my fingers crossed that there's no quarterbacks taken in the top 19. But at that cost, to get a guy that could change the franchise, it's, you know, a drop in the bucket. Exactly. To get a quarterback, yeah. and, and even if you did have to give up your second this year or, you know, mm-hmm. some other package that hurt a little bit more. Um, and I think the value was, was you know, on the trade chart was right with this sort of a move and, and swapping seconds and, or thirds yeah, and seconds and fair. fourths. And so um, that is the trade for the Steelers getting their quarterback. Then the New Orleans Saints go with Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State at 16. Then we have trade number three, Matt, and this is the run Ooh. on wide receivers. And the more I think about it, the more I love this because I love Olave to the Packers, but. The Packers go up from 22 to 17 here with the Chargers and draft Drake London, the wide receiver from USC, the fourth receiver uh, off the board here and the second in a row. And when you think about a scouting report of a guy who's got some good size, really great feet, can get open, uh, awesome hands, awesome ball skills, maybe you have a little question about some long speed, that sounds a lot like Devontae Adams. And the more I think about it, I was like, oh, man. This might be actually a really good fit because Alave has always been the guy to me, but Drake London in the Packers might be an awesome fit in the Packers. uh, It would be nothing for them to go trade one of their two second-round picks to go up and secure one of the top wide receivers in this class, one of the top four, which I'm sure they have some some higher grades on the top few than the guys who are actually going to fall to them. I just don't think they're going to get there with this run that might happen in the teens, in my opinion, at wide receiver. Uh, Obviously, it's a similar move to what the Chiefs made. These are teams trying to win the Super Bowl. They need impact players. Uh, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm sure Rodgers would throw a jump ball or two to London as well. Oh, absolutely. Yes, you absolutely. Know. And after a couple of years, maybe work out some real, uh, um, you know, just some of that magic that they have with a, with a, route, a guy with great feet, a great route runner, putting the ball only where his guy can get it, back shoulder stuff. Um, so that would be, you know, a fun marriage there for yeah. the Packers, whether it's Olave or London or, you know, who knows, maybe even Williams or um, Garrett Wilson, but one of the top receivers to the Packers. They've got to be active with all the picks they have to go get that. Yeah, I have no qualms with that at all. Again, aggressive teams that have a big need. The Philadelphia Eagles finally get their first selection, which is at pick number 18, going with Trent McDuffie here, the cornerback from Washington. Solid. Followed up by Kenny Pickett to the New Orleans Saints at 19. Uh, this one I this one I battled with, but look, you don't have a first-round pick next year. I got to believe QB is part of the equation for the Saints. No offensive tackle for them to take. They got a wide receiver, which was their biggest need. So at this point, they say, you know what? Let's go get the glove-handed one. Uh, He could be fine. We don't have to worry about the elements in New Orleans in the Dome. So Kenny Pickett, like the fit there to the New Orleans Saints at 19. Um, Then the Philadelphia Eagles come back at 20 now with Traylon Burks. And look, Traylon Burks is basically three of Devontae Smith standing next to each other's, right? Like that's how big <laughs> right, Traylon right, right. Burks is. Very different. So if you're going to get a wide receiver in the first round, if you're the Eagles, you want a very different receiver than the the guy you drafted in the first round last year. And Burks absolutely is that. And I'm sure Eagles fans, you would all approve of McDuffie, Burks, and more picks to come. 
You know, yes. it's what you get with your first two picks. I think that's great. And you know how he loves himself a trade. So he's going to yeah, be right, active. Right, right. He's going to be listening for trade offers. Uh, and who knows, maybe even go up or down. So we've got the New England Patriots at 21, drafting Devin Lloyd, the first linebacker off the board from Utah. Uh, the Chargers, that. after moving back, going with a cornerback out of Florida. One of my favorites. He's going to go higher than people expect, in my opinion. Kyrie Elam uh, out of the University of Florida. Arizona Cardinals, Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College. And the Dallas Cowboys, what they always do, trying to get it in the head of the Dallas Cowboys, they go best player available. Who's best player available right now? I think it's George Karloftis. Also fits a need for the Cowboys uh, edge rusher out of Purdue. Yeah, I mean, I think Zion Johnson might have been in play there. I've heard some injury stuff with Kenyon Green, who is not yet gone. I think he's another option if he's clean. Again, they pro- I think they'd prefer to go offense, but I'm not going to fight you on that because history shows they'll just take the best guy available. Andrew Booth, cornerback out of Clemson, going 25 overall to the Buffalo Bills. Tyler they should do cartwheels if that yeah. happens, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like this fit, actually, the more I think about it. Tyler Smith sneaking into the end of the first round for the Tennessee Titans. Thought about maybe quarterback as... Uh, as our Brable colleagues would love did. Him. Yeah. Um, but Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, just, you know, a, a guard that from day one can move out to tackle eventually probably. But, um, you know, maybe if Dylan Radens doesn't turn out to be the guy, he could play right tackle for you. Maybe Radens ends up being the long-term left tackle too and is a stud. And then Smith can play right tackle or play guard. So uh, I just like the versatility and the fit and the need there for the Titans at the end of round one. I like the physicality and the size and the bruteness that he plays with. He's the right style of player for the Titans. Right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is a spot where a team could sneak back into round one from the top of round two if they wanted to. Maybe sneak in and get a quarterback or, you know, a receiver or one of these other players. But uh, the way the board fell here, I I don't want to go guard for the Bucs at this spot just because I didn't like the value as much as I like Devontae Wyatt, who could come in and just be an impact player for their defense on day one. I think every mock I've done, I've had Wyatt to the Bucks. You know, win now, he's a little older, they don't care about that, get some interior pass rush. <laughs> and I read this morning, I haven't placed any bets yet, but the Bucks to draft the D lineman with their first pick is plus 350. I kind of like that. Mm, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Pretty tasty, yeah. Let's finish up round one and final segment. We'll go through round two of this mock draft. We've got Bernard Raymond, the offensive tackle from Central Michigan. Uh, You know, a little bit of a project, super athletic, found football young to the Green Bay Packers at pick 28. You know, so Elton Jenkins can stay inside when he's healthy again or, um, you know, maybe there's just a lot of versatility there on that Packers offensive line and they could do a lot with, uh, you know, another starting offensive tackle after losing Billy Turner in free agency. Um, or actually cutting Billy Turner, I believe, is, is what they did. Uh, Daxton Hill now with the Minnesota Vikings, who moved all the way down to 29. Didn't love the corner situation. It was either Kyler Gordon from Washington, uh, McDuffie's teammate, or I went with Daxton Hill just because I think he's a first-rounder all day, and he could play yeah. corner, he could play safety. He's a do-it-all player for the Minnesota Vikings. Just draft a really good player in that secondary. I just think he's a better prospect than yes. Gordon. I mean, yeah. If that's what it comes down to, you just have a higher grade on him. And I keep hearing Gordon's going to go in the first round, and so I I just want to put him there because yeah. that's what I'm hearing, but I still can't put him over Daxton Hill. And, you know, sometimes there's 40 first-rounders with, that you hear about, and so you can't put them all in there. Right. Kansas City Chiefs at pick 30 after trading up with their first first-round selection going Boye Mafe, the star from the Senior Bowl, edge rusher out of Minnesota. Tyler Linderbaum, center from Iowa to the Cincinnati Bengals, protecting Joe Burrow at all costs. And to finish round one, we've got quarterback three 
in round one, and Desmond Ritter to the Detroit Lions. I like it. Uh, another bet. I think the over-under on quarterbacks in round one is two and a half. I don't know what the, the line is, but I would go over. But I don't think they're going to go early, like you said. I like. I, I think it goes how you kind of have them laid out. Yep, I, I think they're going to fall just a little bit. And where they fall is going to be interesting, and maybe that'll make it more fun on draft night to have a little bit more trades and more jockeying for position. Okay, next we'll finish up round two of the Peacock Mock, the final mock draft before we do this thing in the 2022 NFL Draft. Bet Online is your number one source for all betting, stats, and sports information this season. Tons of draft props as well. We might have to go over some of these draft props on the Thursday morning show, Matt. Trayvon Walker, as I mocked here, is now officially the favorite to go number one overall over Aiden Hutchinson to the Jacksonville Jaguars. There is per team odds here for the NFL draft. Which position will each team select first? There is player Draft position props like Willis. Where will Malik Willis go? Over under 15 and a half, oddly enough, is the new one. Just under that in this mock draft. So you can find all of those player props for the NFL draft at betonline.net. Not only draft props, not only football futures, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, esports, and more. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. To the Jacksonville Jaguars, picking at number 33 overall as we start round two of the final mock draft, and that is N'Kobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. I think Miles Jack ended up with the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, Matt? I always love, as soon as the first round ends, Who's everyone calling the team with the first pick on day two to go get? And I can see Dean being that guy. There's a couple options with this. Absolutely. Yeah, just get young, yeah. really good players uh, on this Jaguars team and, you know, fits a need here. So uh, Lewis Seen to the Detroit Lions at 34. I wanted to fit Lewis Seen into the first round, but just couldn't do oh. it. And I think on my board, I think Seen's a better prospect than Ritter. And I would have gone Seen at 32, but you want to get that fifth-year option with a quarterback um, at, at 32 for the Lions. So went. Ritter 32, scene 34 for Detroit. Coming back with David Ojabo for the I'm New throw York. One thing in real quick. Yes. What I love about these first two picks is big time leaders off big time program that just won the national championship to the two worst teams in the league last year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You know? Foundational players like how, let let's let's teach each other how to win. Yeah, exactly. David Ojabo, I know he's got oh, the nice uh, injury too, yeah. history, but for the New York Jets, and they didn't go edge with either 4 or 10, I think this would be a coup to get him, even with the Achilles injury late in the workout process for David Ojabo at 35 for the Jets. Uh, the New York Giants with Arnold Ebiketti. By the way, there's going to be a lot of edge rushers going here in round two. Uh, it's yeah, amazing how every single team needs edge pass rushers and offensive linemen. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And by the way, with this pick, at 35 with the Jets, and then 30 for the Kansas City Chiefs. I wanted to go Ojabo to the Chiefs, but they can't go ACL and Achilles guys in the first round, so I went Mafe, but boy, Mafe, I like here. Let's say the Chiefs don't draft Jameson Williams. I like Ojabo late round one to the Chiefs at number 30, and then Boye Mafe, who the Jets coached at the Senior Bowl at 35. Ebiketti, Arnold Ebiketti from Penn State going to the New York Giants at 36, pairing as a stand-up rusher on the opposite side from a really nice player in Aziz Ojolari they drafted last year in the second round. 
Houston Texans going with Travis Jones. Almost went with Jordan Davis in round one, so this is fantastic value to get Travis Jones yeah. in round two for the Houston Texans and just plug into the middle of that defense for a long time. New York Jets, the fourth selection for them in this mock draft. They did not have any trades despite all the picks. No Debo going to New York in this mock. Maybe we'll find out by Thursday that he is in New York. But uh, how about Brees Hall? First oh, I'm running cool back with it. off After the, the board. three they already took? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and just you know, go go make go add some dynamism to your offense, right? And and they don't have an every down back quite yet. And in that scheme, that Shanahan style run game, Brees Hall could be pretty amazing. So a little bit of a, a you know an extra you know you got this many picks, you can have some fun with it. And so that's where the first running back off the board is in Brees Hall. That's going to be his neighborhood, I think. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I love this fit yeah, for the Chicago Bears, their first draft pick. Just a just a fantastic player that can go get the deep ball from your big-armed young quarterback. Go help him out. That's what the rest of this draft should be about for the Chicago Bears, who don't have a lot of picks. Their first selection here at 39, George Pickens out of Georgia. Um, back-to-back selections for the Seahawks. Kyler Gordon from Washington at corner. And Logan Hall, the sort of... Uh, oh, he would fit. Yeah, the bigger end out of Houston, you know, thinking Michael, Michael Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that getting into the head of the uh, the Seattle Seahawks there with that selection. And again, another wide receiver fit I that I love. I see what you're love. doing with Seattle. Yeah. You keep Look. your friends close, but your enemies closer. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yep. I'm getting into the, the mind of these teams, and I'm really loving some of these fits in the second round. Pickens to the Bears. And Sky Moore to the Indianapolis Colts at 42. They have a huge need at wide receiver. Very different player than Michael Pittman. You know, more in the T.Y. Hilton mode there. And the guy you can move around, put him in the slot. Big run after the catch. Love the fit there for Sky Moore uh, with the Colts. And then another wide receiver here. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Because, I mean, I think the – actually, all three of those. I'm sorry. You you were about to say Christian Watson to the Falcons. All three of those receivers are exactly what those teams need. I I think that's phenomenal – and I don't know if you thought this one through, and I'm not even sure if it is true. When George Pickens was lighting up the SEC as a freshman, was Justin Fields a bulldog? I don't know. He might have been. Uh, yeah, that they've been teammates. Sure. They yeah. for sure know each other. They, they've shared yep, a locker yep. room at some point. And I'm not sure how many passes Justin – no, he would have already been I mean, gone. he wasn't the starter, but I, was, I just didn't know if they were at Georgia together or not. I, I, they must have been there at some point, but – Fields was already gone before Pickens' 2019 freshman campaign. Okay, okay, so then maybe not. I was just throwing that out. Yeah. But I love these receiver fits. They're perfect. But they were recruited to be a powerhouse combo together, that's for sure. Um, Christian Watson Mm, to the the Falcons at 43. Obvious need there, and you're just, you know, drafting the traits and hoping you can develop Christian Watson, who might take a little time in the NFL out of North Dakota State. And then another wide receiver. We're going back-to-back-to-back receivers here. Jahan Dotson to the Cleveland Browns at 44. Again, very different than what they have. And uh, need meets value for the Browns at 44. Even with Amari, I still think receivers are a need for them. Yes, absolutely. Jalen Petrie. I mean, I... I think I've nailed this Ravens thing because um, just the style of players that they are and uh, going, I I went, you know, I went um, Jordan Davis, the big defensive lineman in round one, Jalen Petrie, who's a slot, who's a safety, uh, who's just a a fantastic player that just feels very Ravensy to me in such a high football IQ. Versatility, tough. Yep. Absolutely. Out of Baylor going 45. 
Minnesota Vikings coming back again with Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M at number 46. We've got Matt Corral, another quarterback coming off the board, this time to the Washington Commanders out of Ole Miss. Still feels a little high, but I like this a lot better than a quarterback uh, like Matt Corral going in round one. And that brings us to our final trade of this mock draft. Two teams that I think will be active on day two of this draft. One is my San Francisco 49ers, like your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, moving up in this draft, going from 61 to 48 to draft the last big-time starting safety, I think, in this class. You know, maybe you could put Nick Cross in that category, but they've done a lot of work with uh, Penn State's Jaquan Brisker, and I think the 49ers with nine picks are going to be active. So they go up to 48, draft Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State, who they've had in for a visit as well, have a need for a starting strong safety in San Francisco. And they move up with the Chicago Bears, who don't have that many picks, have yeah, a ton of pick. needs. There wasn't an, uh, you know, a glowing offensive lineman who's like, you have to draft this player here. So I think the Bears would, would be happy to move down and collect more picks. Yeah, 100%. I think that makes a ton of sense for them. I mean, the Bears need to put a lot around fields. They need all the resources they can get. Um, I, all these picks really add up to me and I'd like this area of the draft maybe the best in terms of just getting value and uh, plenty to pick from no matter what you need. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I mean, I think there's going to be teams that are sitting here, at, you know, at 50 and they're like, man, we had a first round grade on this guy. Right. New Orleans Saints. I said there wasn't any, you know, obvious offensive yeah. line players there and, Nicholas Petit Frere from Ohio State. He's got the ability, and you you can see left tackle traits, which is why I have him going here to the New Orleans Saints, but he's got some high bust potential as well. But the Saints have the need, and particularly at left tackle, so you know they've drafted traits before and been able to to develop those style of players. So I'm going with Petit Frere here at 49 to the New Orleans Saints. Roger McCrary, uh, I love this draft for the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what they, they move up in the first round and still get a ton of value and get you know some really important positions in an edge rusher later and now a cornerback later and the very underrated Roger McCrary out of Auburn at pick number 50. We got Quay Walker flying off the board to the Philadelphia Eagles at number 51 out of Georgia. And back to your Pittsburgh Steelers, they were able to hold on to this second-round pick, Matt, and I gave them an edge rusher uh, to start this edge run here, Nick Benito. I just like him flying off of the corner out of Oklahoma for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A stand-up style rusher will have a lot of one-on-ones and been able to be able to just try to beat offensive tackles off the snap with T.J. Watt getting all that, you know, all that attention on the other side. Yeah, it's my least favorite pick you've made so far. <laughs> And it's because I'm such a Steelers nerd. And it's one of the reasons I don't like the Steelers taking a a quarterback in round one, because I almost think wide receiver has to be the pick here because they really only have Claypool and Deontay, you know, so uh, I don't see a a receiver that jumps off the screen to take there. Maybe a guy like Tolbert, but I mean, that's taking it deeper than most, you know, people would know about the team. I was thinking about Tolbert. I was thinking about Tolbert, thinking about, you know, I could, I could see Alec Pierce being, I like Pierce a lot. Yeah. yeah, A fit for the Steelers. Um, And who knows, maybe you just, uh, maybe just, if you don't like this pick, maybe just trade it for the quarterback anyway, and then draft a receiver in the third round instead. But Benito fits the scheme perfectly. Right, yeah, that that was my thought there. Uh, Let's go with the Green Bay Packers here. I know they've met with and have a need for an edge rusher, and they've met with Drake Jackson out of USC, and uh, I think he's just too, um, it's just too 
exciting what he could be with his traits, so I can't see him falling much past the Green Bay Packers here at number 53 in round two. The New England Patriots going with an edge player as well, although of the bigger variety, feels like a very Patriots-y style Patriot defensive pick. lineman, Josh Pascal out of Kentucky. I mean, he's overcome so much. He's very versatile, um, scheme independent. He doesn't depend on a scheme at all. I mean, he is such a Belichick guy. It's, you know, just screams the Patriots. I wanted to throw in some some sleepers here in round two. Some names that you might be surprised how high they go. And with, how, with all these edge rushers flying off the board, here's another one going to the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, they would love to probably, if I threw one more trade in here, maybe the Cardinals start moving up because they see these, uh, these players flying off the board. Maybe they move up with the Steelers so the Steelers can get back an extra pick that they gave up to get a quarterback. Maybe the, the Cardinals take Nick Benito and the Steelers come back with Alec Pierce or Jalen Tolbert there uh, after moving down. Uh, if, if Matt Williamson was in charge, but I'm going with D'Angelo <laughs> Malone, the edge from Western Kentucky, who has the same profile as guys like Benito and Jackson with just insane speed, 4-5 coming off the edge at 6'3", 243 pounds. He was productive, 11 and a half sacks, nine and a half sacks another year at Western Kentucky. He just didn't play in the Power Five. Oh, I think this is where he's going to go. I mean, all these edge guys are going to be coveted by the teams that didn't get one in round one. I think this is his neighborhood for sure. Dallas Cowboys, they traded away Amari Cooper. So in round two, they come back with Jalen Tolbert, who is a player that can play early and fit in nicely as a number three after, you know, the 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 D the, the C D Lamb and the Michael Gallups that are on that roster already and just keep that going because you don't want to you want to keep a strength of strength if you're the Cowboys. And so they don't want to just trade away their top receiver and then not add anything else to keep that thing moving. So I like Jalen Tolbert oh, here. Receiver's a need, man. Yeah. I mean, is Gallup gonna be ready? I mean, I'm not counting on James Washington. You lost Cedric Wilson. Receiver's definitely a need. This was a pretty easy pick for me, even though it's high, and I'm not a running back. I'm not a draft running backs early guy, but the Buffalo Bills yeah, need to fix this. Just, just and screams, yeah, yeah, Kenneth Walker, running back out of Michigan State. If you're still here, just make the pick and, and be better. And you're, you got a really good roster. Go, uh, you know, go be better on offense. That's a hundred. That's an easy one to me too. You know, I mean, very different than Singletary as well. With the quarterback sliding, I did end up fitting all the top quarterbacks into the top two rounds here. I think some are going to slide into round three. It's the way I feel about it right now. But going, you know, there was nobody who jumped out to me for the Falcons to draft. So, you know, with multiple draft picks, going with Sam Howell out of North Carolina. I have no idea what order. Some team, I'm sure, has Sam Howell as their top quarterback in this class. Maybe it's Probably. the Falcons. I don't know. Going with Sam Howell at 58 here to the Falcons. Uh, the extra pick that the Chargers picked up from the Packers for moving down in round one. Have a little fun with that offense how about some more speed for Justin Herbert's offense with Calvin Austin might surprise some people for uh, a guy of his size 5'7 170 pounds to go in round two but I like him better than 2-2 Atwell last year who went in oh, yeah. round two so Calvin Austin out of Memphis to the Chargers at 59 Tampa Bay Buccaneers come back with tight end Trey McBride out of Colorado State no idea well what's done going on I was with... actually thinking about this this morning I'm like I bet Tampa's second pick it's going to be a tight end. There you go. Yeah. yeah don't yeah. know what's going on with Gronk. I could see someone like maybe Jelani Woods maybe fitting in there too. Um, maybe uh, Dolchich out of UCLA. There's a lot of good mm -hmm. tight ends in this class that are not you know necessarily first-round guys. But I've got the first and only tight end in this mock going to the Bucks at 60 and Trey McBride. How about this one? After the Bears moving down, look, we got a wide receiver who I think is an awesome pairing for 
Justin Fields with George Pickens at 39. And how about a long-term center? A long-term, not only protector, run blocker, great fit for that Shanahan wide zone scheme that's going in there on offense. Super athletic. Cam Jurgens, the center from Nebraska. Just get a guy who's going to be the dude snapping to Justin Fields for the next, you know, half dozen or dozen years. Yeah, I like it a lot. You know, let those two get a bond together. Beef Jurgens. I like it a lot. <laughs> Beef Jurgens. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And this guy just, this guy, if you like, if you like Tyler Linderbaum, uh, I think around later uh, or so, you're going to start liking Cam Jurgens. Just, you know, he's, he's actually a little bigger than Linderbaum, but super athletic. Longer arms. He explodes out of his stance and actually he's over 300 pounds. So maybe even mm-hmm. you like Jurgens better as a second rounder than Linderbaum as a first rounder. If he doesn't meet your, uh, your size standards, Jurgens slightly bigger. And even if the 49ers don't trade up, look out for Jurgens here at this pick for them. There's some talk that Alex Mack might actually be even retiring. So center could become a huge need. And again, same scheme fit for Jurgens at 61. Yeah, I'm not sure he even lasts this long. Like, this is not a reach at all Yeah, to me. I mean, I could see any of these interior guys going in round three, but there's a lot of offensive line needs. And so it's really easy to start plugging in pass rushers and offensive linemen here at the end of round two. No, that makes sense, especially so, a team like the Bears. Speaking of offensive linemen, very different-shaped player Kansas City Chiefs coming back again I'm going Daniel Fa'alele offensive tackle from Minnesota I don't know where he's going to land a lot of evaluators really like him I saw his size and thought oh my god this guy's too big his workout numbers weren't very good because of how big he is but you watch him play it's hard to get around that guy Uh, he is 6'8 380 pounds he is a monster and for that size he actually moves okay if you don't look at his workout numbers you look at just how big he is and how he moves it's actually not that bad their tackle pairing could be Falele and Orlando Brown. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They don't mind some size there in Kansas City either. Don't know what's going on. 750 pounds. Yeah, they drafted Lucas Nyang, and he's had some injuries, and I don't know what's going on there. So um, maybe your right tackle of the future here in Daniel Falele. Going with Nick Cross, the safety out of Maryland, ran Good four player. threes. Yeah. Young player with high upside, boomer bust type of a player here uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals in their secondary with Nick Cross. And final pick of... The Peacock Mock is the Denver Broncos' first selection in this draft, going with Perion Winfrey, the pass-rushing Ooh, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Yeah, I I bet people vary on Winfrey because I guess he's kind of a wild-card person. You know, he's a wild man and very you know, up and down. But, boy, he gets off the ball and is disruptive. Oh, yeah. That's a great pick when your first pick is at the end of the second round. Yes, absolutely. And I think he's he, he's he's – when you watch him as a senior bowl, especially, he's like, oh, this guy's oh, just man. too good in one-on-ones. There's too much there to work with. He's got to sneak into round two, and obviously um, they sent um, – uh, who did they send to the Seahawks there in um, – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelby. Um, Shelby player, Harris. player, but similar. Right, right, right. Shelby Harris, yeah, right. So, Harris, you know, they, right. they do have a need there on the defensive line for that sort of interior the same role. pass rusher. Yep. Yep. There we go. That is Dude, mock draft it. 2.0. Went through two rounds. I mean, we can go through round seven if you want, Matt. You ready? Wow. I mean, the bar has been set pretty high after two rounds. I mean, I think you nailed it. I have very little qualms with any of this. Well thought out. Mixing in the trades as well. A-plus work. And I'm not just telling you that because I'm your co-host. <laughs> uh, it's one of the better mocks I've seen, to be very honest. I, I love it. And I know we're long. Last note, just for people, maybe we'll address it tomorrow. Melvin Gordon is back with the Broncos, by the way. Yeah. Just in case anybody missed that. That hurts. All you uh, Javante Williams fantasy stock owners are, aren't <laughs> thrilled about it, including yeah, myself. Everybody, everybody that was out there buying up all of the dynasty stock of uh, Williams of is like, gosh dang it. Uh, yeah. Not going to go away. But uh, I, think be, I think they'll both be okay there 
in Denver. I do too. All right, so we'll wrap up. Any last thoughts, any last notes? Maybe there's some big trades before the draft on Thursday morning here on the podcast, but we're all mocked up, and we're if all If you have most... any ideas for tomorrow, I, I, I think the hardest podcast of the 365-day year is draft day. Yeah. Because like... we only got like a six-hour window to get it to you. So if yeah. there's anything you want us to do, throw it out you know and we'll, we'll do what we can right yeah at bd peacock at williamson nfl what do you want to hear about in the few hours leading up to the nfl draft thursday and we will get into it all the latest all the latest rumors and news and of course all of the coverage post draft as well keep it right here on peacock and williamson